And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Um, Yeah, a little bit shorter of an episode today. I'm going to do exclusively listener mail. I asked for you guys' questions on Twitter, and I got a whole bunch of ridiculous questions (laughs) all over the place. Some political, some uh, completely apolitical. I will try to get to all of them. I had a whole bunch, so I will try to get to all of them. Um, yeah, first, guys, uh, follow us on Twitter if you don't already. Got to get in on this uh, crazy listener mail action. So follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod, and please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play if you're not iTunes. Please give us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, you can hit us up over on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash The No Gimmicks Podcast. You can contribute monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. All right, let's jump right into listener mail. Uh, this one's from Justin. Uh, do you have a Thanksgiving Mount Rushmore? Mine is turkey stuffing rolls and pumpkin pie. Um, Thanksgiving Mount Rushmore. Hmm. Look, Thanksgiving food is terrible. Um, not a big fan of it. Uh, turkey is gross. It's one of the worst meats. I'm a meat enthusiast. Look, man. Look, I'm an adult. I'm a grown ass man. I'm a red blooded American. I I eat beef. Okay, I eat beef. I eat fish that I catch myself. I eat deer. You know, like, birds just suck, man. Like, duck is pretty good. I like duck. You know, but turkey, ugh. I mean, I'll tolerate turkey on Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll just cover it in gravy and mashed potatoes because, you know, turkey and chicken are, like, the two driest substances known to man. Like, the Sahara Desert is not nearly as dry as turkey and chicken. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can tolerate turkey, you know, cover it in a ton of gravy. I, I don't even eat chicken anymore. When I make chicken... Like, I refuse to eat, like, skinless chicken breast or anything like that. It's just gross. So anytime I make chicken, it's, you know, on the bone, skin on. I bake it, and then I cover it in hummus. <laughs> That's literally the only way I will eat chicken is, like, skin on, baked, covered in hummus. And the only way I'll eat turkey is covered in hummus or gravy and mashed potatoes, stuff like that. So And, look, I'm on the keto diet. I don't eat bread anymore, so I can't eat uh, uh, stuffing. My mom used to make this awesome, like, corn pudding, and I can't eat that because it's bread. So, I mean, Thanksgiving food. And I don't get it. Like, nobody actually likes turkey. Nobody likes ham, like how we have to eat ham every Easter and Christmas for some reason. It's like nobody wants this salty, gross pile of pork. It's like gross. Ugh. It's just terrible. I remember one Easter a couple years ago, uh, me and my wife and my parents, instead of uh, doing the traditional ham, we made uh, crab cakes. <laughs> crab cakes instead. So I don't, I don't like these weird traditions. You have to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. You have to eat ham on Christmas. Just eat whatever you want. I mean, ham and turkey are gross. Eat something better. Eat, eat a steak. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're into birds, just go shoot some ducks, man. Get, get some ducks. You know, duck is way better than turkey, way better than chicken. Not a big fan. Not a fan of uh, Thanksgiving food. Kind of nasty. Uh, here's a good one. What's your top three podcasts you listen to? Um, I don't think I've been asked this question on the podcast before. I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to an absolute ton of podcasts. Um, 
especially when I'm driving. If I'm on tour with the band and I'm driving, I listen to podcasts. When I'm driving for Uber, uh, I drive for Uber on the side to make some extra cash. I'm always listening to podcasts because I can't really listen to music when I'm driving or I'll fall asleep. So it's always podcasts. Um, I just opened up the podcast app on my phone. I'm subscribed to a ton. A ton. By the way, hey, subscribe to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe, please. I'm subscribed to a ton of shows. Top three, I could go by category. It's like top three political podcasts. Um, I listen to a bunch of them. Top three, probably my favorite political podcast is by uh, Andrew Clavin, the Andrew Clavin show. I think he's probably my favorite political commentator. He's he's absolutely brilliant, very measured and reasonable. I, I like him a lot. Um, I'll listen to Ben Shapiro occasionally. Um, you know, Andrew Clavin's show is probably my favorite. I also listen to uh, the Three Martini Lunch with uh, Jim Garrity um, from National Review, friend of the show. Um, that's like a short 15-minute daily podcast. It catches you up on everything you need to know in the world of pod- politics. So that's definitely a, a, a must-listen to for, for me. Um, I really like a show called Part of the Problem, which is by an anarcho-capitalist um, libertarian comic named Dave Smith. Uh, it's a very funny podcast, very uh, entertaining and, and educational. He has a lot of great libertarian thinkers on that show. and So I listen to a ton. I mean, I listen to, uh, you know, I'm a big football fan. I listen to Adam Schefter's podcast. That's really good. I'm a big fan of uh, Fishing and Hunting. I listen to the Meat Eater podcast with Stephen Brunella. I don't know if you guys know the uh, the show Meat Eater. It's on Netflix. Tremendous show if you like Fishing and Hunting. And he has a weekly podcast. I listen to that. Obviously, Joe Rogan's the GOAT. <laughs> I mean, nobody is a better podcaster than Joe Joe Rogan. He's the godfather of the entire industry. Um, so anytime he has somebody interesting on his show, I'll definitely download it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm subscribed to a ton. I, I like Jonah Goldberg's podcast, The Remnant. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I need help with my fantasy football team, I'll listen to uh, the Fantasy Footballers. <laughs> that's a good uh, fantasy football podcast. It's just all over the place, guys. Yeah, I, I don't even know. If, I mean, I just listed off like 10 so I don't even know if I could do a top three, but yeah, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Um, and I try to listen to political podcasts on the left too. I mean, they're, they're really annoying, <laughs> you know, like I'll try to listen to like pod save America or something like that, just to hear what the lunatics on the other side have to say. Um, all right. This one is from Ty, uh, who's a member of the, uh, no gimmicks podcast, fantasy football league, Shout, football league. Shout out to my boy, Ty. Uh, if you were managing the Trump campaign for re-election, uh, what would you do to critique his strategy? I, first and foremost, get Rudy Giuliani off the damn TV. I, I don't know why they keep putting this guy out there. Giuliani is in his late 70s. He's clearly lost a step intellectually. He is doing much more harm than good. Uh, he is, oof, he is long removed from when he was an effective mayor of New York City. The guy has lost his marbles. Get Rudy out <laughs> fire him or just keep him in the white house somewhere just lock him up do not let him talk to the press he is he is hurting and i don't know man like if i were I, I thought trump ran a crazy campaign the first time i mean he did everything wrong um from a traditional political strategy sense and he won so i mean i, I definitely didn't think his campaign the first time around would have been as effective as it was but he was right and i was wrong so it's like i don't know who i am to to tell him what to do um but, you know, obviously get off Twitter. It's annoying. It's not helpful. Get rid of Rudy Giuliani. You know, and focus on the, uh, you know, the issues that are popular with the American people, too. I mean, that's what you tell any candidate who's running. Um, you know, right before the, the 2018 midterms, 
Trump uh, pivoted from talking about Brett Kavanaugh and how terrible the Democrats uh, were treating Brett Kavanaugh, which was a winning strategy. Uh, he pivoted for the last two weeks before the midterms last year to talking about building the wall and immigration, which is not a popular position. It's popular on the right, but it's not popular with swing voters. And he focused exclusively on immigration uh, leading up to the midterms, and we got destroyed. The Republicans got wiped out. And that was just a that was a boneheaded, dumb thing to do by the president. I definitely think that hurt congressional Republicans and helped, you know, make Nancy Pelosi the Speaker of the House. So, yeah, don't, maybe not as much immigration talk. Focus on the economy. Focus on ending wars, on stuff that, that you know, resonates with swing voters, things that most Americans uh, agree with, maybe less with, like, the, the fringe, divisive topics like immigration. But, heck, man, I mean— He's the president. He he ran his own kind of campaign, and he won. So, who knows? He knows this thing a lot better. He knows this shit a lot better than I do, that's for sure. Why do you think the NFL is better than college football? Well, the NFL is objectively better than college football for a million reasons. I mean, pro sports are just better than college sports. So, I'll list a bunch of reasons why the NFL is better. One, the athletes are better. <laughs> I mean, just like the state of play is better. The, the athletes are Bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. The coaches are better. It's just they're just better athletes. You know, exercising their craft better. I mean, it's just it's more entertaining. The games aren't as long. It's just it's better, man. I, I don't know who can watch a college game and think it it can hold a feather to the NFL. It's ridiculous. The NFL is literally the best athletes on the planet duking it out. Uh, and look, I didn't go to college either, so I don't really have any skin in the game. I mean, I get like if you went to one of these big universities and you're going to be a diehard fan, you know, the rest of your life or whatever. I didn't go to college. Right? And my wife went to Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio. It doesn't matter if Bowling Green wins games. I mean, they're a Mac school. They can't contend with uh, for a national title or anything like that. So it's like, does it really matter? Like, I mean, we don't really care if they win games. Actually, my, my cousin's son is, is a high school quarterback. He's a senior in high school and actually is going to BG uh, on scholarship next year. He's going to be the, the quarterback. And, uh, I mean, I'll go ga- I'll go to games and support him and root for him because I love the kid, and I hope he, uh, you know, does well in college and gets drafted by an NFL team and makes millions of dollars, right? Like, that's the goal. The goal of college sports is to become a professional athlete and make a bunch of money. Like, you know, who cares? Who cares if you win games in college? You know, winning on the pro level actually matters. And yeah, look, college football. I mean, it does kind of bother me too that we watch these kids give each other concussions and not get paid for it. <laughs> They're like, it's like this weird slave kind of setup where these guys are just destroying each other's futures for our entertainment and they aren't even being compensated for it. At least in the NFL, you're getting paid millions of dollars to give each other concussions and get CTE at 50. I mean, all, look. The Miami Dolphins are terrible. They're intentionally trying to lose every game this year. I mean, they they have they don't have a quarterback. They traded away their best running back, their best receiver, their best offensive lineman, their best DB. They're trying to lose every game so they can get the number one overall draft pick. If the best college football team played Miami, it would not be safe. Like if, if Alabama played the Miami Dolphins right now, it would not be safe for the student athletes to play against the Miami Dolphins. Because the Dolphins are absolutely terrible, but they're a bunch of grown-ass 30-year-old men with mortgages and families and kids who would absolutely wreck 
Tua and the rest of the the Alabama team. I mean, it would not be safe. It would not be safe for the University of Alabama to play the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that's just and across the board. I remember uh, on uh, they were talking about basketball uh, last March during March Madness on ESPN, one of those like debate shows, like First Take or something. One of the topics was because uh, you know the the Cleveland Cavaliers are terrible. I mean, they're absolutely terrible after they lost LeBron James. Um, and, uh, the, the question was, could Duke who had, you know, Zion Williamson and all these, all these, you know, stud athletes, could Duke beat, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Cause there's just such a difference between college athletics and pro. I mean, it, it's freaking Kevin Love. Say what you want about Kevin Love. He's a five-time all-star. He's led the league in rebounding. If he and the Cleveland Cavaliers played Duke, Kevin Love, would score 60 points, get 40 rebounds, and the Cavs would beat Duke 120 to 50. Okay, like that that's the the gap in talent between college and the pros across the board, probably especially in football. So, just object look, I'm right, you're wrong. I mean, this is not something you're talking with. like pro sports are objectively better, objectively more entertaining than college sports. Sorry to break it to you. It's just the truth. All right. If it were a perfect world, how would you change the current tax system? Okay, so I'll answer that question a couple different ways. Um, I'll answer in a perfect world what I would do and then what we should be doing now. Obviously, I believe taxation is theft. I know a lot of you guys agree. Some of you guys disagree. I believe taxation is theft because it is objectively theft, right? <laughs> like, if you, uh, it, it, well, maybe extortion would be a better way to put it, right? Like, if you don't pay your taxes, the government sends men with guns to your house to kidnap you and throw you in a cage. Okay, and I believe that the only crimes that should be policed are crimes that violate the non-aggression principle. The non-aggression principle is fundamental element of my political thought, right? Which in the, the NAP is you cannot bring violence or threaten violence upon anybody that did not first bring violence or threaten violence upon you, right? And not paying your taxes is not violating the non-aggression principle. You're not bringing violence upon anybody and you're not threatening violence upon anybody. Yet, even though you didn't violate the non-aggression principle, you did not commit a crime of aggression or violence. The government can still send cops to your house in the middle of the night to kidnap you, throw you in a cage, and lock away the key. I think that's just objectively evil. Like, I'm not—I don't believe taxation is theft. Excuse me. I don't just believe taxation is theft because I don't want to pay taxes or whatever. I I believe it's theft because it's objectively theft. Like, it's the government threatening violence on you if you don't give them your money. I think that's just objectively evil. It's immoral. So it's not even a practicality issue why I believe taxation is theft. It's a moral issue. Um, so in a perfect world, uh, we would fund federal programs voluntarily. You know, like if, if me and my neighbors, my community, people in my neighborhood want a new street, go fund me, dude. <laughs> like, just we, start a GoFundMe. Hey, we want to build this road. Whoever wants a new road, we can fund it voluntarily. You know, and that you can fund the, you could privatize the police force. Fund them voluntarily. If you want more cops in your community, fund it voluntarily through GoFundMe. You know, in a perfect world, everything would be voluntary, including the military. I mean, it's not like the American people don't want 
a military or, or you know what I mean? Like people would still fund the military and there'd be a lot more ca- accountability if we funded the, mi- the military voluntarily. Right. Cause there's a lot of waste, fraud and abuse in, in the department department of defense budget. Like what's the, what's the air force jet that they've been working on for 10 years? Is it the air force guys active, you know, military active duty and veterans tweet at me if I get it wrong. Uh, it's either the, F-22 or the F-35 or whatever the next-gen fighter jet that they've been working on for 10 years. They've pumped $50 billion or something into the project. I mean, just a astronomical uh, amount of money. The planes still aren't done. They're still not ready. People have died trying to test them. There's all these problems. It's cost something like 10 times as much as it's supposed to. Uh, I don't know who's making it. If it's Northrop Grumman or, or Lockheed Martin or one of these companies has, has taken tens of billions of dollars of, of taxpayer money trying to make this jet that we don't even need because we have the F-18, which is the most advanced fighter jet anywhere on the planet, uh, you know, head and shoulders above anything our enemies or, you know, even allies have. Like, we don't need it. So, like, if we were voluntarily funding the military, we could say, all right, hey, how about we we use this money we raise to actually do things we want to do, like, you know, give our boys in the Middle East, the equipment they need, right? Like, make sure, you know, we have the, you know, our, our soldiers have the equipment they need. We wouldn't be wasting money on and whatever it is. And, and I apologize. Tweet at me if it's the F-22 or whatever the problem child of the Air Force is. We could say, all right, well, we're not going to fund that because we don't need it, and that project's going nowhere. It's dangerous. Uh, it's not nearly ready. It's unnecessary. Let's take this money that we raise voluntarily and put it towards the causes within the military that we actually want to fund that w- that's actually necessary. So, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, everything would be voluntary, right? Um, but that's not going to happen in our lifetimes. It's probably not going to happen in our kids' lifetimes. We have to fundamentally change how the American people view the government and view taxation. Um, we really have to take it back to like a early 1920s Calvin Coolidge kind of government. Um, and we're just not there. I mean, the government's been growing and growing for the last 75 years, and, and the American people love government. They love free shit. And we need to re-educate the electorate. Um, the people just aren't ready for that. So as a stopgap in between, in between now, where we're, our, you know, we're robbed at gunpoint by the government every time we get a paycheck, to a completely voluntary society, there's going to have to be several incremental steps to get from point A to point B. Uh, the first step is what, people call a fair tax, which would be abolish the 16th Amendment, abolish the federal income tax, and replace it with a flat sales tax, a federal sales tax. That's still theft, because I believe all taxation is theft unless it's voluntary, but it's much less (laughs) theft-based than an income tax. An income tax is just inherently theft. I mean, it's, it's so obviously theft, right? If we replace that with a flat sales tax, federal sales, let's say a 10% federal sales tax. That's at least more palatable to me because you choose what to spend money on and how much money to spend, right? Like I, my wife and I bought our house for 55 grand. So if we had a, a flat sales tax, we'd pay the federal government 5,500 bucks. And if some millionaire wants to buy a $5 million house, they have to pay the government 500 grand. So for all the dirty commies, all you Liz Warren supporters out there, you're still taxing the rich a lot more than the poor because rich people buy a Ferrari and people like me buy a Honda Civic. And so if it's a flat sales tax, the guy buying the Ferrari is paying a lot more to the government than the guy buying the Honda Civic. And also, 
just as a society, that would be way better because it would promote saving money. Like it would promote fiscal responsibility. Like it would teach kids at a young age when they, when they get their first job at 15 to save their money because you're only taxed on what you spend, not on what you earn. So it would be teaching young people, teaching families to budget, to save money, to invest money because um, you'd only be taxed on what you spend. And it would teach people to live within their means. Maybe you don't need the new Land Rover. You can buy a Jeep Wrangler instead. It's actually a better vehicle anyway. And you would have to pay a lot less in taxes because the Land Rover costs twice as much. So it would just the the after effects of a, a flat sales tax would be very beneficial to society at large, I believe. And uh, that would wean people off the teat of big government. That would start teaching people that you don't need government that you shouldn't be paying all these crazy taxes um, and to be responsible for yourself. So, you know, obviously I wish everything was voluntary. In a perfect world, everything would be voluntary. A flat sales tax seems like a middle ground, a stopgap to get from point A to point B. Um, I don't. I, I hope to God <laughs> uh, eventually we make some progress here. we got to get rid of the income tax. we got to get rid of the progressive tax system. It's just, it's evil, it's theft. Um, yeah. Voluntarism in a perfect world. A flat sales tax in the intermediate, yeah, I don't know. That's the best. That's the best I got. Best idea I've got. Um, what would you? What would Trump need to do to get you to support impeachment? Um, I mean, something fifty thousand times worse than he's done. I mean, he, that Ukraine thing was a dud. The whistleblower stuff was a dud. The Russian collusion was a dud. I mean, now people are just saying he should be impeached because he's unfit for office because he gets on Twitter too much. It's like, all right, really? Really? Look, Obama funded al-Qaeda. The Obama administration knowingly gave cash to an al-Qaeda group in Somalia. Knowingly gave cash to the terrorist organization that slaughtered 3,000 Americans in New York City on 9-11. That's literally treason. And not a single person on the left or on the right, no Republicans, even called for his impeachment after funding Al-Qaeda. So talk to me when Trump has done something one one millionth that bad. My goodness. Mean tweets is not as bad as funding and arming the enemy. (laughs) My gosh. My goodness. No, he hasn't done anything impeachable. If he funds and arms Al-Qaeda, sure, I'll get behind impeachment. Until then, you can miss me with all that. I had to outsource this next (laughs) final question. had to outsource this one. Uh, Who's the hottest fella on television? Well, I'm a straight male, so I, I can't I'm not really equipped to answer this question. Who's the hottest fella on television? So I texted my wife. I asked her, who's the hottest fella on television? And she responded with Nico Tor Tor Tortorella. Tortorella. Nico Tortorella. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sure he's a very attractive young man. I don't know. 
I mean, my wife could have just said me. I've been on TV a bunch. I've, I've had music videos on television a whole bunch. I've uh, I've done a ton of interviews with the band and stuff on, on TV. So, I mean, yeah, thanks, babe. You could have just said me. But uh, you know, I guess uh, Nico Tortorelli or whatever, whoever, whatever I just said. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not equipped to answer that one. I could answer who's the hottest chick on television or, I mean, I've, can't even really name it down to one. I, t- I mean, the entire female cast of Game of Thrones. Have you seen those girls? Lordy. Much more equipped to answer that question than than talk about dudes. Man. That's all I got for, <laughs> that's all I got for today. <laughs> Impeachment, taxation is theft, uh, the attractiveness of guys, Thanksgiving dinner, football. Really covered a lot. Covered a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'll be back with a great guest on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Once again, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Hit us up over on Patreon if you want to support us. Follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, I love doing this listener mail, too. So keep the questions coming, and I'm going to try to do this more often. Uh, Appreciate you guys, as always. Um, That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 